Hey everybody, and welcome back to Shatzer Says for episode 13, and I'm going to call this one Vax Facts. I'm your host, Mike Shatzer. Now, I made the promise early on in all my podcasts that I wouldn't try to get too political or too controversial with my podcast, but uh, yesterday I went and did something that I haven't done in years, and that was receive a vaccination. Okay, so, you know, in Kentucky, I don't know how it is in your state, but in Kentucky's teachers are getting the vaccine. We're at the, you know, at the front of the line, basically, along with, you know, first responders and people like that. Now, you know, my wife's an essential employee. She's worked every day. So I would think the essential employees would be more uh, ahead of me on the line than me as a teacher because I can work from home. But whatever. It's not my opinion. I know we want to get the kids back in school. You know, thankfully, my sons are on a hybrid schedule. So they spend a couple of days in school, a couple of days at home. You know, me personally, I am uh, working from home and I have been since March 13th. So if you've been paying attention to my podcast, you know that by now. But if not, I've been working from home since March. So it looks like it's going to be almost a whole complete year for me before I get back into classrooms. That's that's pretty astonishing. You know, you would never told me that, you know, 25 years ago when I first started teaching that this is how it would be. But lest I digress. So, you know, I'm not an anti-vaxxer by any means. You know, my kids have all their vaccinations up to date. You know, one's 15, one's 13. So they're all up to date with their shot records. You know, uh, I've never gotten the flu vaccine. Now, my wife, Amy, she's gotten the flu vaccine in the past and the boys have gotten it, but I've never gotten the flu vaccine. And it's, you know, knock on wood, you know, we're very fortunate because, you know, even I've been teaching in public schools for 25 years. My wife's worked outside the home, you know, she's working in a big corporation. So we've kind of survived through the, the whole H1N1, H1N2, swine flu, SARS, all that. I mean, you know, at one point in time when the swine flu really had North Carolina crippled, you know, I was at a high school of 1800 students, both boys were in daycare and my wife was working in a big corporate office. So, and we came unscathed and we didn't wear the masks. So, you know, maybe the masks are the reason why the flu vaccine or the flu cases are down this year, but you know, people are still spreading this coronavirus. So, you know, I've worn the masks and everywhere I've gone, and I'm not an anti-masker, I'm not an anti-vaxxer, but I went and got the vaccine. And and you're asking yourself probably, why why did I do it? I just felt like it was the right thing to do. And I'm not trying to, you know, be a self-martyr here, but I just felt like, you know, if I could prevent the spread of it because of me, you know, I think that's what I need to do. Now, you know, going back into school, my question is this, and I don't want to step on any toes. I don't want to be philosophical here, but why aren't students getting the vaccination? Because if you look at any given high school, let's say your high school has a thousand students and you have a hundred teachers, the teachers who have the vaccination, not not all of them have gotten it. Most have gotten it, I believe. I I didn't ask anyone's politics, just like you don't ask anyone, how'd you vote? You know, I don't ask anyone, did you get the vaccine? So, um, but anyway, so you have 900 plus people that don't have vaccinations over the 100 people that have gotten the vaccinations, say 75 of the 100 staff members got the vaccine, but you have 900 students that haven't gotten it. So I I just don't see the math there, but what do I know? I'm just a classroom teacher. I'm just a credit recovery guy. I'm just a podcaster, you know, so, hey, what do I know? But anyway, let's talk about the vaccination experience. And I was really amazed by how well this ran. So let me give you a little background. Like I know most people go go to their doctor's office and, and get vaccines, you know, or they go to the minute clinic or whatever, and get their vaccination. I think the last time I got a vaccination was probably after a car accident I had, and I had to get a tetanus shot. That was probably, I'm going to say 10, 15 years ago. So I'm probably due for a tetanus shot. Hopefully I don't step on a rusty nail or anything like that where I need it. I don't want to get locked jaw. That would be painful and it'd be hard to talk and do what I do. So anyway, uh, so I haven't got a vaccination in a while. Like I said, the boys are caught up. Amy's got the flu vaccine, all that. 
So, you know, now they're doing mass vaccinations and, and the, where they did it for us as educators, and I think in my group yesterday were teachers and I saw quite a few people from the uh, Louisville Fire Department and EMS, they were in line as well. So I think they were doing two groups at once. Um, so it was at the Broadbent Arena and the Broadbent Arena is down in southwestern Louisville. It's in the city limits, I guess. It's right next to like Kentucky Kingdom and there's an exposition center and this older arena and it's you know, a lot of parking lots there. You know, during the summertime, it's probably a happening place. But, you know, yesterday uh, when I went and got my, my vaccine, uh, it, was, it was pretty quiet, a lot of parking. So, you know, the, we've gotten blasted with emails, blasted with texts. You know, I know they're just doing their job. A lot of people complained about the amount of information they've gotten for this organization. But you know, I guess they want to make sure you don't forget to get your, vac your vaccine. So, you know, they sent us a QR code and some paperwork and you know, that's what I got in my several emails. I got several text messages. And even after I got my shot taken, you know, I get the obligatory survey to take and then my next appointment. So we'll get into that later. So got my email. I said to go in. If you don't know about Kentucky Kingdom or Louisville area, it's near the airport as well. So I saw a lot of UPS planes coming and going. yesterday, mostly landing. You know, I guess where I was sitting in the parking lot, it was on the uh, runway for planes coming in for landing. So saw a lot of UPS airplanes landing. So that was pretty cool. I know they're busy back to my old UPS days. So if any of my old UPSers are listening, remember those days on the belt. But anyway, so sitting there in the parking lot. So you come into uh, gate four. You know, I, I took the interstate from home. So I, my GPS took me down one way. I went down 71 to 65. I got to see downtown Louisville. Although it was kind of gray and yucky yesterday, it's always nice to drive downtown. And there was actually a lot of people hustling and bustling yesterday. So that's good. People are getting out of their homes and getting some things done. But went down 71 to 65. I went in the back way and got went past UofL and saw their campus. You know, and it, it brings me back when I drive past UofL. I always think about college life. And I'm thinking, you know, how would we have done a pandemic in the 1990s without the internet? Like, what are we, are they going to send us like packets in the mail of, of bookwork and things like that? Or I don't know. I mean, just, you, know, you have to adapt to the time. So thankfully during this pandemic of education, you know, people, being home, you know, we have the technology to help access uh, our classes. And then, but you know, think about when I was in college, I mean, you know, I guess it was sent us a packet, like a correspondence course. I don't know, but I'm glad we didn't have to worry about that then. But now we do. So here anyway, so back to my story, uh, I got off uh, gate four and I went into uh, exit, uh, exit J or maybe it was exit four and gate J. I, uh, either way, I knew where I was going. My, my GPS took me to the right place. So we pulled in and it was a big, huge parking lot. And there was a guy at the um, at the front gate there, and you know, asked, "Do you have an appointment?" Showed him my card or whatever that I got in the mail. He's pointing me in the right direction. So the way they had it broken down yesterday, as best as I can figure out, there was three groups of people there. People in the in the chartreuse green vests, they were volunteers, and that that could have been greeters at the line, the doctors and nurses, whoever. The green vests were the volunteers. And I'll talk more about them later. So they were the green vests. And the orange vest, I believe, were probably Broadbent Arena employees. So a lot of the people that are parking the cars and shuffling people through. And, you know, uh, I think the one guy said he was part of the, the uh, maintenance crew at Broadbent, but he was doing this, you know, as part of his job. So it's whatever. So they were parking the cars. So cars came into the parking lot and they parked us in rows of 30. Okay. And it was pretty cool because I actually got to see some people that I worked with, although we talked through our car windows and it was cold yesterday, but I kept my windows down. You know, you pull in, I turned my car off. I don't want my car to keep running and have the emissions and whatnot, but I had the windows down, try to keep myself warm. And you know, I was able to talk to the person to my right and talk to the person to my left, maybe two or three cars. And people were really genuinely happy to see each other. Cause you know, we haven't seen each other face to face since mid March. 
So it was, it was kind of neat, but although we were socially distant, we were in our cars. So, you know, and you went row by row. So when I got there and my appointment was 12 o'clock and I got there at 11.15. So I left my home in Oldham County, got gas. You know, people said, the people that already got their vaccine gave me a few tips. They're like, make sure you go to the bathroom, both number one and number two before you leave the house. Cause you might be there, you know, a couple hours, take snacks, take something to drink. So I took a couple of bottles of water, a large coffee, you know, a pack of crackers, an apple, just snacks. I didn't, I didn't pack lunch, but I took some snacks and I stopped and got gas and, and drove down, drove on down about 30 and drive, easy drive. It was great. You know, 71 is getting a big facelift down towards the Snyder. So if you're coming through Louisville, uh, expect some traffic on 71, just saying. Uh, it's the bane of our existence here in Oldham County. Just like if you lived in Philly, 95 is probably the bane of your existence with the Blue Route or whatever. Wherever you live, everyone has traffic problems. And, you know, this this mass uh, vaccination site is probably going to take place in cities like Philadelphia or Harrisburg. You know, they're going to hopefully follow the same plan. And, and it was a well-conceived plan, too. So back to the workers. So the, the orange workers, orange vest workers were employees of the arena. The green vested workers were, were the volunteers and the people in the blue vest i think they were like higher ups from like the cdc there's only a few of them people and they they all had a bunch of different badges so i could tell you know badges we don't know stinking badges well everyone had a badge you know so of course i talk to these people I, I'm, I'm a talker anyways in, in line so as the guy was you know parking my line you know the first time he was moving cars in uh quick chit chat you know he said i'm used to collecting money for stuff like this so i guess he's a, a car parker during the concert season and whatever and the wrestling events i mean it's funny uh broadbent arena it, it's a smaller arena here in in, uh, in louisville and it's hosted like monster truck and wrestling tournaments i mean three years ago to the day we were at the broadbent arena for the uh junior wrestling state championships where my son i want to shout out to my son grant he won a, a state title at the 67 pound weight class as a 10 year old so, you know, we were there three years ago to the day. So it brought back some good memories. And I actually was talking to the guy next to me in his car about like last time I was at Broadbent Arena. I think we went and saw monster trucks one time. I've been there for wrestling. But, you know, they host concerts there and different things, graduation. So, you know, this guy's used to parking cars. So he was parking cars and they would park rows of 30 and then uh, and the next row. And all you would do was uh, move the car up each row so they and there's a pretty organized order so you you went from your rows of 30 so when i got there at 11 15 i was already in row three or four so people had been there way before me so you know my dad always said if you're 10 minutes early you're on time if you're on time you're late so you know i got there early early burly so i think i might get it out so left the house at about 10 40 pulled into broadband about 11 15. so i was the third or fourth row in so you know we'd sit there for i'd say 10 15 minutes Start your car, move up a spot, and then start your car, move up a spot. Start your car, move up your spot. So now a lot of people kept their cars running. I just didn't. You know, I, I don't want to pollute the air. So, um, so we moved up, and then after your line got to the very end of the parking area where there's like a two-lane road, he would come down and individually point your car, point your car, and you turn down. So it went from a row of thirty down to a row of two. So there, that's kind of where the log jam was, but it, it went pretty quick. So as you pulled into your line of two, um, I don't know how they, or it might just been random, that there's where the, the volunteer greeters would come to your car and say, do you have your paperwork and scan your QR code and ask you your questions, have you been sick? You know, and actually I, we were in a little bit of a log jam there. So I asked the volunteer, I was like, are you, you know, are you getting paid to do this? She's like, no, I'm a student at U of L. She's in the respiratory uh, medicine program. 
So I think she's going to be a respiratory therapist. So she had to get some volunteer hours. So she's putting in 40 hours of volunteer time, which was amazing. You know, college kid coming out in the cold. It was cold outside. These people were outside, outside. So, you know, they've been out there for a while. They worked four hour shifts. And she said yesterday she was working a triple. So I, I, I didn't catch her name, uh, but, you know, thank you for all the volunteers that are helping out at these different vaccination sites. You know, there was a lot of, you know, senior citizens, retirees, kind of like elections, you know, that's who gets the, the brunt of the volunteer work. But, you know, so they had a bunch of greeters come to your cars. So that, that kind of moved the process. So then you went down from two lanes down to one. It was every other car. And I could see someone being a real jerk if they were late for something, cutting you off. And everyone was very, very polite, probably because we're all coworkers for the most part, you know, for the same high school. You know, we went in order. They did the elementary schools first here in our district. And it was probably like, I don't know, 125 middle or elementary schools and then it did the middle schools alphabetical order there's like 40 of those and special schools and then went to the high schools last so 21 high schools or so in our district so i think they said they were doing 1500 vaccinations a day which is simply amazing how it worked out it's almost like someone from chick-fil-a came and designed how they're going to get people in and out so i went in went in from the two lines to the one line and that's where they kind of give you some more questions they scan your they look at your id card again now here again all these conspiracy theorists, you know, other crazy ideas were running through my head as I'm about to get my vaccination. I'm thinking, what if they are putting in a, a, some sort of tracking device or what if they are taking our DNA, you know, without our knowledge? I mean, I was more worried about them taking my ID card and stealing my identity and getting a credit card at Sears or somewhere and buying a bunch of stuff. So I wasn't even thinking about the government. I was thinking more about some some bum taking a picture of my ID card and, and open up a credit account because they had all your information. So. But, you know, hopefully that doesn't happen. You know, hope these were honest volunteers. Again, they're volunteers. So they were there for, you know, to help out, do a good job. So hopefully that's that's a good omen. So went through into one line and then there was a gentleman put you in lane one, lane two, lane three, lane four. So I went into lane two. And, you know, as I was waiting, the person in front of me had to get out of the car and put their coat back on. So kind of a little bit of a, a delay. She was chit-chatting with somebody else. So I asked the lady who was, you know, I took my sweatshirt, rolled my sleeve and, she was putting the cotton swab and I, I kind of, you know, half-assed made a joke. I was like, are you a professional medical person? Do you know what you're doing here? And, you know, she was very cool about it. She's like, well, I'm a nurse practitioner. This, this lady's a doctor. He's a nurse. And this lady here is, she's something else medical. So they were all medical people administering the shots and doing the cards. So I felt very good about having professionals. Now, maybe you're thinking to yourself, well, hell, why wouldn't they? But, you know, look, I don't, I've never been around something like this, this mass inoculation. So very well organized. So then after we got our shot, uh, they gave us our sticker and our card with our number, you know, set your next appointment. And then they funnel you back out and then they put you in another sitting lot for, you know, they gave me a card on my window that said 1250. And I'm like, what's that for? And, and the gentleman said, well, people had to sit in their car for, I guess, 10 to 15 minutes to make sure there was no adverse reactions to the uh, vaccine. So we sat there in rows and there was people there with more volunteers with their smartphones or stopwatches or their watches checking the time. And there was an ambulance over there, you know, with some EMS personnel just hanging out, waiting. Hopefully, you know, there's signs that said like, you know, honk your horn, flash your lights if you're having some sort of adverse reaction. So if you're having an allergic reaction. Um, so, you know, we just waited. And then at 1250, I was allowed to vacate the premise. So all told, I got there at 1115 and left the premise at 1250. And it really didn't feel that long. You know, it was very efficient, uh, you know, well-organized, a lot of volunteers. I mean, there was police officers there for security, which I guess people could go crazy and wild out and something like that too. But there was police officers, there was EMS, 
you know, I did see some Porta Johns. So like I said, the, the advice people gave me, go to the bathroom before you leave. And you know, I kind of made the mistake. I drank a big coffee before I, or in the car. So trust me, when I got back to Oldham County, the first thing I did was come in and use the bathroom. I had to pee. So I'm not afraid to tell you that, but you know, it was a good experience. So all you people out there who are leery of getting the vaccine, I understand. I'm not trying to tell you what to do. I understand completely. I was leery. You know, my wife was very thankful that I got the vaccine. She can't wait till she gets hers. You know, I don't know what they're gonna do about the teenage, about the teenagers and, and little kids. So, you know, I'm assuming they want to roll the elementary schools back into school first. So, you know, now my next vaccine is March 4th. So one month to the day, I have to go back and do the same process again. Now I have heard that more um, adverse reactions, like you get symptoms after the second one. I don't know, maybe I'll do a podcast after that. But I told the people that, were, that was in their lane that gave me the shot, to, uh, I'd give them a shout out. So the people in lucky lane number two, that did my uh, vaccination yesterday about 1230. I appreciate you. Thank you very much. Um, here again, you know, if you're, if you're an anti-vaxxer, I understand. Don't worry about it. If you're a vaccine, if you're getting the vaccine, be patient. It, now, we don't know if they're going to work. We don't know if it's, we, there's a lot of uh, unknowns at this time, but I feel better about myself getting the vaccine. I hope you do too. And if you've already gotten it, you know, stay safe. I guess we're still going to have to mask up and socially distant. I mean, so, I mean, I like working from home, so I'm, I'm socially distant every day besides my immediate family. And when I do go out, like, you know, if I go to Kroger, like I did this morning, you know, early, I mean, I went to Kroger early, early. It was still dark out. There was no one in the store. So really, if you really want to totally separate yourself, get away from people, go shopping at 630 in the morning, you know, things like that, which was great. I, I was in and out quick. I was in and out before the boys got on the bus. So, you know, I had that going for me. So, you know, I got my vaccination. I feel good about it. I'm getting another one in a month. So all my fellow teachers out there who get their vaccines to get back in the classroom, keep up the good fight. That's a short episode today. More coming up. Definitely have some, some great topics coming up. This is episode 13. We're calling this Vax Facts. And just a little glimpse of how my day went yesterday getting my vaccine. Here again, I hope it works. I hope we all stay safe and we get back to the, the, the old normal, not so much the new normal, the old normal with the sprinkling of the new normal. So I don't want to say the new normal was wearing masks and social distance, but I want to have a new slash old normal where people can get together and start going to concerts and ball games and things like that on the regular. So y'all, thank you for tuning into my episode, episode 13, Vax Facts. Remember, you don't have to go home, but you can't stay here. Have a good weekend, everybody. Oh yeah, P.S. The Super Bowl's this weekend. Tom Brady versus uh, Patrick Mahomes. Big game. Enjoy the Super Bowl. Not have a Super Bowl party, which really stinks, but we're making wings. We're drinking beers. We're having bourbon. We're going to make a big fire. So, hey, everyone enjoy the Super Bowl this weekend. I don't care who you pull for. I said the Bills are going to win. They lost. So, you know, it's the it's the goat versus the kid. You know, a, the, a baby goat's called a kid. So, the old goat, the new goat. So, I'm sure there's a lot of debate on who's the better player. A lot of similarities. Uh also, you might want to check out, I have a new podcast coming out with Craig Mesmer, my sports author friend. It's going to be called Over Under, and I'll post the links to that as well. So keep listening to Shatzer Says, where I do a variety of topics, and Over Under is going to be a sports-themed podcast. So hopefully you join that again. But here again, you don't have to go home, but you can't stay here. Thanks, everybody. Have a good weekend. Hey everybody, this is Mike Schatzer and this is episode 13, Vax Facts, 
part two. Going to give you a little update on my my second vaccination and my intent to return to work. So I got my first vaccine when I did my first episode. That was March. I'm sorry, February 4th. So I went on March 4th and got my second vaccination. And the first time I went through, it took me about an hour, hour and 15 minutes. The second time to get my vaccine, seriously, I was in and out in probably 25 minutes. My appointment was at 12 and I left my house about 1040, drove downtown, 30 minute drive, in and out. I was home at 1210. My appointment was originally scheduled for noon. So the efficiency that these people are doing these vaccinations on these big drive up centers is awesome. So hopefully uh, everyone is getting their vaccine. If you're doing that, totally your choice. I just felt like going back in the in the classroom as a teacher. Uh, you know, I said before, you know, 100 teachers in a building with a thousand students off and on. That's a lot of germs, you know, and it's always has been a lot of germs. I always said teachers have the best immune systems, but I just want to protect myself and I don't want to be a carrier, bring it back home to my family. We all, you know, my wife works in a small office. The boys go to two different schools. I teach at different schools. So just for the safety of myself and my family, I, I, I got my second vaccine. So the process was great didn't really hurt my arm. You know, the first time I got my vaccine, I felt like someone was punching me in the arm with a, a class ring. That's what it felt like, you know, when you were in high school, someone gave you a, a punch in the arm with a class ring. But, you know, this one, the, the lady who, she was Cuban, great, great friendly stabs at these places. Uh, I was speaking some Spanish, un poco espanol with the lady who was my um, nurse who gave me the vaccination. And she was great, no pain at all whatsoever. Went in and out, uh, sat in the parking lot and, uh, talked to two nice gentlemen in the in the parking lot as they were monitoring my time and I guess I had my old time card on from the first time I got it so I had to change that out so um but anyways you know I waited did my time went home I was like I said went home 12 10 uh went back to work basically you know I felt great but then it all turned overnight um I'd say about 2 a.m. or so, started getting the chills. So I put on a sweatshirt, laying in bed with two blankets and a sweatshirt, freezing to death. I mean, we keep our house, you know, 65 anyways, you know, at night. And we have a ceiling fan going, so I'm used to bundling up, but I had the chills. So here it started, about 2 a.m. So by 6 a.m., I started having, like, my I was warm, my ears were hot, my face was hot. Here comes the fever. So I took some... I found some some old Tylenol, extra strength, 500 milligram Tylenol, and took two of those. So it went from having the chills to having the um, feverish. So uh, Amy went off to work. Um, the boys were home, thank goodness. Uh, they're, uh, they're hybrid scheduled that Friday. I, I got my shot on a Thursday. Friday, I started feeling symptomatic, like I, like I had the flu, almost like I was hungover. Um, I slept on the couch all day. Uh, off and on napping and sweating and freezing and you know taking turns never got nauseous never got sick didn't really eat so you know i was able to fast a little bit there which was was good for me because you know being on quarantine this long and i'll talk about that in a second but uh, uh put on some weight so you know i even got an email from our secretary miss jenny and jenny said coach Schatzer, you haven't logged in yet so i just went in actually i took a sick day so i was legitimately sick on a sick day you know i haven't taken a sick day in almost two years, you know, and uh, I was actually legitimately sick on a sick day. You know, teachers have been known to take sick days when they're not sick, like a mental health day, you know, back in the old days, you know, now I was a pre PC pre COVID. We, uh, um, 
took sick days, but you know, we just needed a mental health day. You know, very fortunate in the industry that I that I'm in, and a lot of my friends are in that we can do that. You know, and I don't take it. I try not to take advantage of that. But anyway, so slept all day, took a sick day, didn't really eat. Uh, plus, it's the Friday during Lent, so I couldn't really have meat. So it's either going to be like tuna fish or or peanut butter and jelly, I guess. But I'm trying to cut down on carbs. Uh, anyway, so miserable day Friday. You know, finally ended up taking a shower that evening, a good hot shower, cleared myself up, took some more Tylenol, slept through the night, slept pretty well. Woke up Saturday morning, felt like a million dollars. It was like a 24-hour uh, bug fighting the flu. So since then, no symptoms whatsoever. Uh, feel great. So, you know, I'm glad I got my second vaccine but that first day. So here's my recommendation. You know, I don't know. Everyone reacts differently, you know. Uh, they say a lot of us may have had COVID at some point in time over the last year and never knew it. We might have been carriers, whatever. I don't think I was ever symptomatic at all. So I'm knocking on wood. But so now I got the, the vaccine. And I guess my body was fighting off the flu, which is good. Uh, and I had the, the, the one day of, you know, bleh all day. So it was a good day to lay on the uh, on the couch and sleep, I guess, on a Friday. Uh, I'm glad my sons were here and my, you know, my oldest son, Luke was like, Hey dad, are you okay? I was like, yeah, but I'm just trying to sleep this off. So he checked on me, kept me hydrated. Great to have some help at home while my wife was off to work. So, uh, she's up to get her vaccine next today. So I'm proud of her getting her first vaccine. Very fortunate. So good luck, honey. Uh, you know, the first vaccine is the easy one. I don't know if she's getting the Johnson and Johnson or whatever, but you know, it's great for her. Uh, a little update, uh, it is March 15th, so I've officially been out of the classroom for a year. So our last day of school last year was Mar Friday the 13th, March 13th, was our last day of school uh, that I was actually in person with students, and now it's been over a calendar year, but we are going back. We are supposed to go back. Uh, the first week of April, we have spring break, then we're going back like April 5th, I believe. We're going back on a hybrid schedule, A, B, so teachers are off, not off. Wednesdays, we're, we can work from home. We'll telecommute from home. But Monday, Tuesday, it's A day. Wednesday or Thursday, Friday is a B day, so you don't see the same kids. But twice in a week, then it gives you a chance on Wednesday to deep clean the building, which is great. So going back to work, I'm kind of torn. You know, I've been able to work from home, and I, I do like working from home. I never thought I would. Uh, it gets lonely and boring sometimes. Not lonely, per se. I have a dog, and you know, she's a good girl, and she's here with me all the time. And i got some great neighbors that – I can check in on kind of like my surrogate uh, parents, I guess you could say. But, um, you know, it's uh, working from home. Maybe we get a lot of housework done. You know, my, I know my wife likes having laundry done and kitchen cleaned and dinner maybe prepped. And so I really enjoy doing that, making lunches for everyone as they go off to work. So going back to the real world, I leave the house at 630. So that's going to be a tough, tough adjustment for me. You know, I guess I'm old school, but, you know, I've been doing this a long time. So we can adjust. We can adapt. So all my teacher friends who are back in the classroom fighting the good fight. Keep doing what you're doing. My sons are happy. They're in school today. It's a Monday. It's an A day. They're happy to be there. You know, never thought I would say my freshmen and seventh grade were excited to go to school. But, you know, I wouldn't say they were excited per se, but they were happy to go. They, you know, got up willingly, got dressed. You know, they weren't fighting me to get to school. So that's a good sign. So teachers at Oldham County High School and middle, you're doing a great job if you listen. If not, you know, tell your friends. But um, thankful to uh, have my second vaccine. Thankful to be, keep doing this podcast. Uh, this has been updated since I did my season finale, so I know it's kind of weird, but uh, updated my season finale, uh, episode 14, my tribute to Sean Nixon. By far my biggest uh, episode, um, over 180 listens. My leader, my listenership is up to over 1,100, which is great. Thank you so much. So season two will be coming right up. 
already have some plans in the works to get some uh, some different guests on. Maybe it'll be more of a, a, a guest-centered podcast and less just me talking and telling stories unless something strikes me fancy. So keep listening to Shatzer Says. Follow us on Twitter, at Shatzer Says. Uh, good luck to everyone coming up. It's, it's March 15th. It's a Monday. March Madness starts. Also, check out my sports podcast, Over Under, with Craig Mesmer. He was my guest on Episode 5, and we have since spun off a sports podcast so you know check that out too you know that's another thing about you know working from home i'm able to do my podcast right after i clock out of work at 2 30 or 3 o'clock i can get my podcast work done so you know or do it before work like i'm doing today so thanks again for listening this is uh Shatzer says episode 13 vax facts part two update good luck to everyone and remember you don't have to go home but you can't stay here goodbye everybody